Hello and welcome to All Things Funny Chat with me, Naomi Gale, and it's a solo episode today on all things pain and around the vulva, vagina, wherever you're experiencing pain, or if you're here to learn more about that pain that can be experienced by people, then stick around because I'm hoping that this will be a really useful episode. And I obviously bring in a rounded approach to this. So there's going to be a few things that I'm going to mention that you may have to open your mind and heart to a little bit, or you may be already um, on a path where that wouldn't be a challenge for you to open your heart to certain scenarios that could occur. So it's going to be a really rounded approach to this. And I just kind of want to talk to it a little bit more because I share a lot on social media and I feel that I needed to share a little bit more on the things that I'm saying. So Funny Chat is sponsored by All Things Workshop. I have upcoming workshops regularly called the Vagina Workshop. And their workshops allow beings to come into a space. Vulva owners, doesn't matter what gender, it doesn't have any discussion around that. It is simply anyone that wants to come. And within that space, we come together, we work together to then come into ceremony with our yonis and we work with fascia release. So working with the fascia in the vagina through a vagina massage. And they are always on my link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok, or you can find them on my website. And I've just shared the next one. The last one sold out of spaces. Um, The next one is going to be in May. So in a month's time, and I've just set the date of the 7th. um, And it's going to be on a Saturday. And it's going to be at 2.30pm BST time. Um, So I'll let you work out what that will be in your time zone if you're not BST. Okay, so all things pain in the yoni. Okay, I am always working with people who are experiencing pain. Now, pain can come from many different scenarios. Pain can come through the manifestation of a physical symptom, and these physical symptoms can be various. And they also, the pain can occur at different times depending on what it is that we're talking about. So let's first of all focus on the one thing that I really come into conversation with a lot is vaginismus because that comes into my space a lot. Vaginismus is simply the body's reaction to penetration. So penetration of an in, a tampon, penetration of a penis, uh, penetration of fingers, penetration of a dildo, penetration of like a crystal pleasure wand. These can all create a feeling of tightening and then pain, discomfort, um, can be like a really sharp pain, dull ache, like it's just various, it varies for different people. But essentially what it means is, is that the yoni is closing um, and it's like, nah, that's not coming in here. Um, and there are many reasons why this occurs. Now, you don't have any control over that. You may think that people do because of course, pelvic, you know, health and when we're talking about pelvic health, we're talking about the tightening of muscles and we often talk about um, 
we often talk about, you know, doing our Kegels or doing our pelvic floor exercises, but essentially there is a lot more to it than that. Um, and it's not that you have the control over the, these, the muscles that are just literally tightening up within the pelvic floor. Now, this vaginismus comes and goes in people's lives. If you're struggling with vaginismus now, it doesn't mean you're going to struggle with it forever. However, there needs to be deeper work involved in order to support with vaginismus because the support that actually comes through um, the medical system is not 100% perfect for vaginismus, to say the least, uh, especially if you've already experienced this, you'll know where I'm coming from. However, if you found somebody that's amazing and supported you, then yes, celebrating that. But if you're somebody that's listening to this and is like, I have not had the support that I need, then you're not alone. This is really common. In general, they kind of say, well, there isn't anything really that can be done apart from pain relief if you're experiencing pain relief. We'll talk about this. So that's vaginismus. Another thing that can come through, because if we're referring to labels, then we're going to be labeling what the pain might be. So vulvodynia is something that comes through really like persistent pain. Okay, so this isn't necessarily when something's being inserted. It can be externally. So there can be pain points externally. Um, it's also referred to as like vulval, vulva pain because it's, can be like external and obviously we're talking about the vulva we're talking about externally not the vagina internally as such so what we're talking about here is pain that can just literally be there all the time or it may just be something that comes and goes to people but essentially again that is a long-term problem with this and it can be extremely excruciating super stressful especially if there's no real obvious kind of reason as to why this started and also it can be for a long time for some people where this is like a recurrent scenario and again the support for it is pretty minimal they'll be like oh there's things that can relieve the pain and it's just painkillers essentially um which is really really annoying um and it can also occur um during sex uh, it might not occur generally but it might be just during sex suddenly and then it can be like after sex as well like I know people who talk about having penetrative sex and then there just being this overall painful sensation around the vulva within the hips like just generally um or bloating afterwards all involved in the whole of the area um so they can have the pe have the sex so whereas with vaginismus people struggle to have the penetrative part of the sex um you know there's literally no entry there or when there is it's like just excruciating pain during some people can have sex and there not be pain during sex but it's the after effects of it so it just varies for everybody like there's no there's no um real um it's no like this is exactly how it manifests this is exactly how it presents which is again really challenging if you're somebody who suffers with vulvodynia because you're not going to be getting that understanding and support because you're you're going to be going and explaining this pain and it may not be obvious to whoever you're explaining it to and then it may be just you know <laughs> it may be that it's not something that people take as seriously because you know it comes and it goes or it's like well there's pain but there's no obvious reason for it people you know the gynecologists often check and there's nothing obviously presenting which can be even more frustrating for the person 
Uh, it also can feel like, you know, like a burning, stabbing, stinging, can feel sometimes like there's itchiness, um, there's inflammation sometimes, it can feel like there's a rawness to the vulva, um, it can feel like there's like throbbing, and I've mentioned like the, you know, feeling um, like bloated, so there can be like the swelling, um, so it's just such a general, like you can hear that there's like so much there, um, and yeah, sometimes people will say that it's as a result of an impact maybe but that doesn't tend to be obvious for anybody and doesn't necessarily tend to be the case so that's vulvodynia and then we've talked about vaginismus so the other thing that we need to touch on is endometriosis so pain can occur for people with endometriosis so endometriosis is obviously within (laughs) it's a it can be localized so within the lining, right, of the womb, where it then obviously starts to grow into other places, but the more it grows, so the more it extends, such as into the ovaries and the fallopian tubes, um, the more it extends, the more painful it can be. And it can be really painful with people with people who have endo to insert tampons, to um, have sex, to have penetration, and so there's sometimes often um, those who go in with vaginismus sometimes are then checked for endometriosis because it can actually be quite similar. Uh, and it also just depends like where the pain is as well. So especially if it's like really painful in like the lower area of the tummy and the back, um, if you've got like really, really, really um you know, severe period pains, and then there might be pain during sex, then they would hopefully just double check endometriosis. Now, endometriosis, um, there's so little being looked into really in the great scheme of things with endometriosis. So there are people who suffer with various degrees of endo. Um, Can you live with endo pain-free? I truly believe yes. Um, And I know that there are people that are, but that journey can seem so far-fetched for those who are in the middle of the pain of endometriosis. Um, I also think that it's really important for people to be checking for what the treatment is the treatment options for endo because a scraping out of the womb space is not the answer for so many um so it's just it's really important to find somebody that's really bloody good at endo chat really um and really helpful um because the surgery to remove the endometriosis tissue um yes it removes it but yes it grows back over time and this is the problem that everybody's experiencing And again, no one knows the cause and no one knows how to really help apart from, of course, it's like such a physical growth that they're like, okay, well, let's scrape it. And then here's some painkillers. Sometimes um, research is going into um, if it's like moving through the lineage. um, So whether it's hereditary, a genetic thing. Um, Others are looking into it as an immune challenge. Um, it's rife um and the diagnosis for endo is years and years and years um which is really stressful for those who are suffering with it and then even when they get a diagnosis it's like any diagnosis really um when it comes to this kind of thing where there's no real obvious cause and no real obvious treatment it's just like getting this label of well there is endo so you're like well finally i'm not being 
you know, gaslit necessarily in these spaces where my pain is being ignored, but then there's no obvious support. So this is a real challenge. And a lot of people find that they find sex really painful, inserting a tampon really painful, uh, just using their fingers really painful. Um, And it's becoming more and more prolific in my, I believe, it's becoming more and more prolific because first of all, endocrine endocrine disruptors are massive. So if you don't know what an endocrine disruptor is, then I suggest you look them up because endocrine disruptors are massive for us as feminine beings. And they are worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as the years are going on because of the way that we live, especially as this is the Western world. Um, so basically they're just, they mimic, they mimic uh, normal hormones within our bodies um, and then what happens is is it just it confuses the body and it can cause disruption um, and they really are everywhere because we are basically in a you know that song um, by Britney toxic I'm so toxic it's like the toxic world right <laughs> we live in a toxic world little things and little changes can really help with endocrine disruptors and this is a really good news with it so for example if you reheat in plastic tupperware stop that's a really good way of, of reducing your endocrine disruptors um what you use hair products facial products what you clean with i've been naturally cleaning now for five years and i will never go back and in fact i had my first experience of having a clean around um, since living in margate and I wouldn't really have her in the house if she didn't use natural cleaning and she does she uses vinegar-based products yay um but then equally so microfiber cloths which I do use because I kind of don't want to chuck them out um they actually have endocrine disruptors on them so you can't win with everything um just little tiny things and you can look up endocrine disruptors um, and you can look up how to reduce them in your everyday life the other things as well is like candles that you buy i don't get me wrong primani primark has great candles for a quid each but they're full of shit so um if you use like air freshener plugins not great even incense sticks if they're not like using organic and they're really carefully rolled includes crap um so all these things that we're breathing in and putting and absorbing through our skins period products that we're using they're all adding and i really believe that period products that we've been using are causing and more harm than good um because no one is aware of the education of um what to use or can afford to use better period products. So um, if you're listening to this and you still use Tampax, Body Form, any of the general uh, period products, stop if you can. Um, you can go on my Instagram. I've got a recent video on better period products for your vagina and you can learn more about that there. Um, I go through everything that you could use on that video. Um, so yeah, I believe that's a problem. I believe ignoring people's cycles has been a huge problem uh, for endometriosis, um, not honoring um, and not coming into our bodies and causing disconnect, which we're going to come on to a little bit more, uh, is causing problems with um, just the general functioning of those who have um, a womb space. Um, just the ign- we used to, we never used to ignore our bodies like this, <laughs> and so um, that's 
part of it, I believe. Um, ancestral traumas that are coming through that have not been dealt with. You know who, you know what as well, this is really interesting. And just because this is why I feel like it reaffirms what I'm saying here, that the traumas that we experience in day to day actually add to the physical manifestations that we have. So if you're open to that, then here's some so here's something that should be really uh, supportive of that, um, but equally just really breaks my heart to know that for those who um, come from the lineage, the ancestral lineage in the black communities, uh, Indian communities, um, those who are in those who come from those backgrounds where there has been the shutdown of the feminine, even more so. Um, than for those who are white, 110%. Um, I say Indian, it's probably, it depends on where in India um, and it depends on where we're really pointing to. But in general, this is a very generalization and I'll come on to another community where it's where it's, a, 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 it's rife as well. But you have to think about what um, black feminine beings have been through right? You know, for example, the pill was um, tested on a black community and they weren't told that they were the test group and their um, side effects were ignored. And then it went to market, right? Um, And we know that the pill is part of the system of... um, you know, what's that system? I've forgotten the name of it, but it's like the Hitler system, right? Of like picking um, the better race and people and that's the pill um, history. Great. Just, I know that this is sometimes really hard to take if you're on the pill and you might be thinking you're, I'm talking shit, but I'm, 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 I always say this with like, I'm, this is not a judgment of anyone that's on the pill. And I want you to know that, that the pill has a place. Um, and that is often the treatment given to those with endometriosis as well. But just to know its background a little bit, when it comes to those who are suffering with physical manifestations within the womb and with the vulva, they tend to come from those backgrounds. They can come from those backgrounds anyway, where there is, um, there has been challenges. And um, those who are from the Irish, Irish backgrounds, I get a lot of Irish women in my space. And that's because of the Catholic community where, and obviously we can, we have to just not, we're not generalizing here, but you know, there has been a lot of shutdown within the Catholic community um, in, in in Ireland, um, those who were pregnant young or those who um, wanted to have an abortion. I mean, I could go on. It was completely and utterly not supported in Ireland at all. Um, so there are a lot of problems coming through um, those from Irish backgrounds. So just being like really careful with how we're generalizing, of course, but knowing that there is that and there is statistics to prove it the endo is more prolific with those who have come from challenging ancestral lineages um so yeah I just want to make that clear that's why I talk to this because people think that I'm talking shit and I'm I'm really not okay uh, there are statistics to prove this um okay so let's talk about that's that's generally the things that can show up 
Um, and um, what's the other thing? Oh, and there is a statistic actually um, on um, African American women. Um, there was a study. Um, just one study I'm sure there are others but there was one study that I read uh, it's, it's called Black Women and Endometriosis um, and um, the study showed that 40% of African American women were told that they had um, uh, endometriosis so um, 40% I mean 40% guys like we're talking huge here um, yeah it's a, it's madness really um, and yeah so let's talk about some of the things with the pain okay so i wanted to just cover the things that can come up and like the language that can be used in and um doctor surgeries when you're there um and this can come up but let's talk about the reasons so i'm just going to cover a few reasons i don't want this to go on for too long because i could talk forever on this i mean genuinely i could literally talk for ages i'm at 20 minutes and i don't want to like bore the tits off you but equally you know where i am for more support and everybody's different so i can't speak to the reasons why this has you know this is there but i can tell you that if you came into my space on a one-to-one basis for example, and you really wanted to dive into this, I can be of so much support for going into the depths of where this may come from. And this can come from things that we have completely shut down. Like often people come to me and say that they believe that they have experienced trauma growing up in their childhood, but they literally cannot remember it. And yeah, this is so common, right? Although sometimes that isn't necessarily your trauma and that's why you're like really feeling that ungrounded like where is that coming from might not even be yours but I can tell you that because we shut down to protect ourselves uh, and that's what we do with trauma um then we um, disconnect and we can't remember it because it's so deep in our subconscious um and also just to note that my work lies a lot within trauma related chat Though I don't try to insert the word trauma too much because that's a challenge in itself, right? Being like trauma, trauma. But the reason is is that I've done a lot of work on subconscious work um, and how we store our memories and um, challenges that we've been through in our subconscious. And we live in our subconscious 96% of the time. That has been proven. So consciously, we're only aware of choices and actions that we make 4% of the time. I like that satchel. It's a lot if you've never heard that before, but that is based on studies. Um, and so if we have been through challenge after challenge and then it's stored in our subconscious, that is what is driving us. And so that is what can be driving the physical holding within the roots. So some of the things that can come through as a result of um, these pains. Also, other pains can be like UTIs, STDs, all these types of things. So if you, just as a side note, if you're experiencing pain, please, please, please make sure that you've made doubly, doubly sure that there is nothing there physically like an STD because that can be one of the reasons. So you can do at home STD checks in this country. I don't know what it's like everywhere, but just having like, a little just there's no there's no shame in that even though there's the societal shame obviously exists which is why we don't talk about it all that much but know that there is absolutely no shame in that to just to be doubly sure because at the end of the day the reason why there should be absolutely no shame is because this is just so common it's like you know 
we get a cold, but we're not shame. You're not made to feel shame for getting a cold and breathing in. You know, <laughs> the 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 bugs. You know, it's like why why is there this shame? There's no shame. It's just part and parcel of being human, right? So double checking that is so important and then if something comes back knowing that I'm here to support or that there'll be somebody out there that would support you with that journey if something um arose so yeah double checking that as well pretty please if you're listening to this with pain and you've never had it checked or haven't had it checked for a while or thought oh actually I did have a uh, a sexual partner or a sexual encounter and then I wasn't checked after that um just double check you know Okay, so that's one thing. But um, the other things are partners. Ah, This is going to be a tricky one, right? And I don't need to be listening to this and being like, oh my gosh, do I need to get rid of my partner? I mean, sure, sometimes I think about that with my husband. But, uh, (laughs) you know, realistically, we have to be aware of what we're chatting about here. So just being like open-minded to this. So partner chat. Sometimes people experience vaginismus and pain during sex, for example, and the root closing as a result of the partner. Now, this is not the partner's fault necessarily, okay? Necessarily. Sometimes there are beings who are with a partner where that is not consent. And when I talk about consent, I mean there's penetration without um, the, uh, without you actively being like, penetration is okay. I want penetration, right? Um, there can be that um within that or an emotional challenge where there has there is control or there is um a feeling of being unsafe within a relationship and so if this speaks to you or has spoken to you in the past and just know that I'm sending you so much love and just you know allowing yourself to pause the podcast at any point and feel into that you know I'm always an email away So the other thing is just to know that sometimes what can occur with one partner doesn't necessarily occur with another partner and there may be a reason for that and also what can occur with um, pain um, with one partner might be a result of previous experiences with previous partners as well there can be that so just know just speaking to that Um, or if you're somebody who has never experienced vaginismus before, can't think at all that there's any previous experiences that would lead to the tightening of the root to protect itself. You're in another relationship and it's tightening and there's vaginismus. Speaking to that and really diving into that can be of so much use. Um, Thinking back to the sexual encounters with previous partners versus this partner what are the differences what are you finding where you are on your journey are you post having children and you feel different about your body all of these kind of questions can come up and then the other thing to really think about when there's pain is to think about um what previous traumas woundings have you been through so a lot of beings who come to me have experienced a lack of consent um, there has been rape. Um, there has been rape that hasn't been acknowledged. This is really common. Um, I have a lot of people that come into the space and if these words land, just I'm being really gentle here and just knowing that these words can land and, and it can be a challenge. So just really feeling into whether you feel ready to hear more, if you know where I'm going with this, is that in fact, what we can realize is that, um, what we play down because society makes us play that down because women have been gaslit and have not been heard 
with their experiences um, within professional environments is that we um, don't acknowledge um, a violation um, and we don't feel that that was a violation even though it was and it can be a massive journey um, huge to have to accept that there was and really feel into that and the root knows so the root closes to protect you so just think sometimes we have to change the language around the tightening in a root and be like actually she's just doing it or however you, whichever pronoun you use for your root um is doing it to protect you from previous experiences to avoid other new experiences that could cause further holding and it is a holding in the root when it comes to like vaginismus and as well with vulvodynia as well essentially it is the pain and the vault and the holding the other things that can come through is a disconnect so when we've disconnected i'm actually on this like i know this sounds really silly but i'm on this like rolly chair that i've just brought down to my space and um i've realized that because my shed isn't 100 percent flat it doesn't take much, does it, for a ball to roll? Well, I'm like rolling back when I'm recording this. <laughs> um, right, so I'm trying to like stop it with something, but it's not working. Um, so the other thing is, um, so uh, the holding, I lost my train of thought because when I was talking about a rolling chair and then <laughs> my twins came running down in their... Um, costumes one dressed in a halloween dress and the other is a full-on princess being like i'm coming down and then i was like i need five minutes to finish this recording and they were like but i love you <laughs> i know and i love you too but please let me finish my chat about vulva tightening vagina tightening okay so um yeah where were we we were talking about yes so what can happen is we disconnect and this is the other thing I want to speak to is that I try to be as inclusive as possible. I use the word try because I do make mistakes and I know that and I'm aware of that, but I am trying to be as inclusive as possible. So me verbalizing that I'm as inclusive as I, that we are, I am inclusive and my spaces are inclusive. I hope, um, really supports those who know that and can see that sometimes maybe I make the odd error and it's not on purpose. So the reason that I really am really passionate about being inclusive, part and parcel because I just think that everybody should be, but um, because there's a lot of disconnect from those who um, are born with a vulva and then they make the transition and they decide to keep the vulva, to keep their vulva, keep their womb space, but then it can create a disconnect. And I'm going to talk about, I want to talk to this because that disconnect can be so huge that it then manifests as these painful challenges because the body knows that there's a disconnect. Um, and so really what this work that I do is about is about bringing us back into connection. So that's one example of a disconnect and it can be extremely painful both emotionally and physically for those who um, have a vulva and um, use the pronoun he, him, they, and then they're like, well, you know, in every sense, I see myself as a man, but physically I have a vulva, right? And then it's then being, how do I create a relationship with that? Because that is there. So what is the relationship that I'm 
working with here, you know? And so that is a journey to then go on because when we come into connection, that's when the pain lessens. And I know this because A, I've seen it and B, I used to disconnect from my period so much that I ended up being at a point where morphine was the only option. And that's when I came to a head with it. And as I created connection with my menstrual cycle and my bleed and stopped disconnecting from it, which is a whole new topic in itself, of course, but just on a personal note, that connection with myself has created such a beautiful connection that I now don't have any pain on my period. And those who come into connection with their pelvic bowl, I call it pelvic presence from my teacher, Tammy Lynn Kent. And I really love that term because what happens is, is that when we bring in pelvic presence, we soften the root with our breath, with our acknowledgement, with our focus on that area, it brings in a softening. And so that is part of a journey because what does that relationship look like from person to person? And we can disconnect from our bodies entirely through um, being totally out of out of um, our bodies, which again, I've experienced through body dysfor- dysmorphia growing up. Um, and I had that growing into my 20s. And the only time it started to kind of alleviate was near when I got married and then with this work. Um, mainly through mirror work, which is why I have got actually a challenge coming up on all things mirror vulva work. I'm really passionate about this and that in itself can start to alleviate pains. Just bringing in that acknowledgement and connection can start to bring and alleviate pains. So again, if we've disconnected from our bodies and we are out of our bodies because we don't love our bodies like we feel that we deserve and we need, then there can be a further disconnect from the root. And the root is the root of it all, right? So of course, if you think of a plant and we are essentially living organisms and we think about the roots of the plant, if the root is damaged, then the rest of the plant will not grow and thrive. So I want us to think about that a little bit as beings. And you think about what the root, like, you know, when you pull a plant and the root's just not there and the plant's dead, like how sad that is, you know? So, and what a challenge that is for the plant. So I just want you to know that there's so many options out there and that's my work and I can't go into everything here in this space because I don't want to go over and a 30 minute podcast is um, of so much use when you're just busy and doing things and you're like, that's 30 minutes and I'll listen to that podcast. But I just wanted to do a bit more around my chat around it. And I hope that that was of use. And if you have any questions or any other questions that I could talk to on a podcast, just let me know. Um, but I'm going to pause it there um, before um, the dress up twins come back. And um, just to know that I'm always um, a message away. I'm always an agony aunt call away, challenge away, workshop away. That's why I have these things. That's why I plug them because that's where the real support really comes in for me. But know that I speak to these issues so that you feel heard and held because you so are and you're so not alone. And I just want you to know that. Um, so amazing. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever fancy leaving a review, please do uh, on the iTunes Apple area. And if there's anything I can support with, let me know. I'm sending you so much love. You can find me at this is Naomi Gale on Instagram at this is Naomi Gale underscore on TikTok. Um, and you can find me and my main links at, on my website, which is www.thisisnaomigale.co.uk forward slash 
um i think it's hey babe is it hey babe let me just double check before i uh disappear but there is also a link on the um show notes um but it is it is forward slash join naomi this is naomi gal.co.uk forward slash join naomi so much love